to have you here. Thank you so much for joining. Welcome new friends. Welcome old friends. Just so excited to have you here on today. And this particular episode, I'm so excited. I have my personal um, beautician um, here on the show with me on today. And I'm so excited to hear her knowledge and, you know, just for her to share with you guys also what she has going on. So Help me give a virtual welcome to Tayana Johnson. She is an Atlanta native making a difference one hairstyle at a time. She's been in the beauty industry for almost 10 years and has all as a licensed cosmetologist. Let me put that in there because she is licensed because mm-hmm. you got some people out here that's not licensed and doing hair, but that's mm-hmm. another story for another day. <laughs> she also holds her cosmetology instructor's license for the past five years and is working towards becoming a certified trichologist in 2022. Hair has become a focus of interest for her for the past few years, and she believes that people will begin to take it as serious as they can. Aside from her being a hairstylist, she is also a postpartum doula, and she has a new podcast called hairspray bobby pins and salon talk overall she likes to classify herself as a jack of all trades who is a true artist in her leisure time she likes in catching up on sleep who doesn't trying new restaurants and much more and that is a little bit about her you guys help me give a virtual welcome to tiana johnson Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> yes, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited about this because um, one of the things that I think that is important and I'm really big on self-care is just even taking care of our hair, mm-hmm. you know, making sure it's, it's not just, you know, of course, it's not just about the body things, but it's taking care of our hair, especially if, um, you know, you're a natural, well, it doesn't matter what you are. Mm-hmm. Hair care is so important. So can you just kind of talk with us about like the importance of, you know, healthy hair care, you know, because sometimes after time we can get, just do our own thing, get home and have no mm-hmm. idea what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Um, So I made a few notes just so I can stay on track um, and broke it down. So as Clarion stated, I am your full-time hairstylist here located in um, Atlanta, Georgia. And lately for the past few years, hair care has definitely been at the top of my list as far as um, my delivery and making sure that everybody here thrives as much as they possibly can. And I do get a lot of common questions about hair care and surrounding hair care uh, which actually led me to thinking about taking my license and education a little bit further um, as Clarion stated that I want to pursue becoming a certified trichologist this year and so a trichologist is one who studies the hair and scalp um, really in depth so they're Mm. really able to diagnose if you have um, some form of dermatitis and just different um, challenges like that going on with the scalp and how to recommend different dietary um, changes and adjustments so that's something my license does not allow me to do in the state of Georgia Um, but in Georgia we do have a master cosmetology license so I just can't diagnose but I can highly recommend and so lately I've 
definitely been recommending um, a lot of my guests go and see a dermatologist for some scalp conditions. And yes, everybody, you can go <laughs> to a dermatologist to oh, wow. get, um, yeah, get a little insight on what's going on with the scalp because they study this mm-hmm, because your scalp, <clears throat> excuse me, your scalp is a part of the skin, which is the largest organism, you know, on the body. Right. So um, it's just a continuation. It's just covered by hair. Um, and a mm-hmm. lot of my guests has come back with what I already assumed they had um, or starting to develop, mm-hmm. which is a form of dermatitis. It can mm-hmm. reflect and look like most of my guests had they actually end up having which was some form of dermatitis which is a fungus um that grows I know when people hear fungus it's like oh my gosh um but yeah. it's nothing to worry about <laughs> because it's definitely a prescribed shampoo they have a lot of prescribed hair care um, products that they can offer to you which is great but because uh we're in Georgia and or I'm in Georgia you can't um, diagnose, so you can only recommend. So hence why I want to further my education and career and take the path of becoming a trichologist, um, just so I can really offer more to my clientele. Mm. And yeah, so self-care, that's why hair care has like really become a part of, it's been on my, my top situation and I kind of touch bases on why a little bit later but self-care is like so glamorized today and sought after and what I would recommend is that you get a regimen whether that regimen is incorporating going to see a professional in your self-care um free time or what have you definitely Mm -hmm. get some regimen a regimen is going to allow you to see results it's just like when people work out and they want to see results, whether they want to lose inches or pounds or tone up, they are now in a regimen. So I would definitely highly recommend getting a regimen. Also, another way to make sure that you are on a, a good, straight, curvy path <laughs> to mm-hmm. proper hair care is proper products. So I definitely, mm-hmm. this one is one that really tops the charts when people reach out to me and ask me about certain things because you have so much out there um technology different articles uh natural hair care the community relaxed community like what you should use what you shouldn't use um it is always and i want to emphasize it is always going to be a trial and error when it comes Mm -hmm. to finding what works for you um and you might need more than one product depending on the season yeah from Mm. yeah it can be for different um brands but it's based on the season because some people might have more dryness or oiliness in different seasons than the other um Mm. so proper products so that shampoo and conditioner um that's heat protectant and i definitely want to emphasize heat protectant (laughs) That's heat protecting for anybody. If you're wearing braids, if you're wearing your hair out curly, if your hair is relaxed, um, especially if you're wearing it out curly and wavy, you know, in its natural state, a heat protectant is going to be your top product. And it does not matter if you're not straightening your hair or not. The sun Mm. rays and the UV rays from the sun actually 
uh, penetrate the hair just the same as a straightener does. So think about oh, wow. it, heat protecting. Yeah, even on a gloomy day, when your esthetician or somebody who focuses on skincare recommends mm-hmm. using a sunscreen, right? it's yeah. the same thing. Because it's a gloomy day right now, the sun rays still penetrate through the clouds just the same um, if it was a sunny day, if that makes oh, wow. sense. Yeah, so heat protecting wow. that has a UV protection in it, um, which is going to be even better for somebody who has color on their hair also. So you get mm. all kind of protection all around. So just think about the heat protectant as sunscreen. When you put your sunscreen on, um, spray a little bit of um, heat protectant on the hair. And you want to get one that's in a pump. So it can just be easier for application purposes. Um, but also, if you're wearing braids, most people don't mm-hmm. think. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, like, no, my hair is braided up. It's fine. Nothing's going to happen. But you have to think about your scalp. You want mm-hmm. to still protect the scalp. Um, so just to throw that out there. And then your styling and finishing products um, is a part of a proper hair care for proper products. Um, so styling products, your heat protecting can be a styling product, your curl creams, um, your mousse uh, can be styling products. Water, water mm-hmm. is the number one product that is going to be your styling product because water can hydrate. That's where moisture comes from. A lot of people mm-hmm. like, my hair is so dry. I need moisture. Moisture is from water. Think about when you're drinking water, how it hydrates the body. The body is mm-hmm. 70% water, but we still need water to keep yeah. our skin glowy um, and hydrated. So water is going to be your main thing that you need, followed by everything else. Um, yeah. And finishing products are like hairsprays and finishing sprays, like stuff like that. Um, I also would recommend seeking a professional. And I know like a lot of people do their own hair home. Granted, me as a hairstylist, I do my own hair and I've been mm-hmm. doing my own hair for quite some time. But now I have a coworker, um, her and I, we trade off. So I do her yeah. hair, she does mine. So I have a professional now, <laughs> even though I am a professional, but I have a professional now that does my hair also. So seek a professional. You might, this might be a part of, um, a luxury expense for you luxury does not have to be designer this can be a luxury thing so you might yeah. be able to just treat yourself like once a month or once every so often but definitely treat yourself um when you book with a professional book a hair treatment that's a hair treatment is going to put in some um some ingredients back into the hair that's been removed from everyday manipulation from straightening detangling brushing wetting it down blow drying bantu knots twist outs braid outs etc um and a treatment like a hair mask should just be done once a month because most Mm. hair masks have protein in it we Mm. already naturally um produce and make our own protein keratin is in the hair keratin is a protein Mm -hmm. um so you only want to do like a hair mask that has protein in it once a month and this can be done under a dryer or a steamer um, mm. or what have you. Yeah. And even if you're a shower shampooer, like I'm a shower shampooer. So yeah, me too. shampoo your hair first, put that hair conditioner or hair mask on, um, clip it up and wash your body, go from there and allow that steam from the shower to kind of like act as a steam treatment for you. 
Mm. Um, so yeah so think about it like that and then also kind of finish out our proper hair care um, regimen Mm -hmm. is to make sure you're sticking with a routine of getting your hair cut and hair trims now I know Mm -hmm. the people listening (laughs) but I know like people listening they're like girl no this stylist is very super happy ooh stylists cut off more than what they need to etc etc like so many things and that could be true it could depend on who you're going to however Mm You need to stick with it because you have to, that allows your hair to grow. And most people are like, well, if I'm trimming it all the time or often, how can I see that it's growing? It's growing. Trust me, it's growing. Um, So depending on your hair growth cycle, so a hair growth cycle is, it, it determines like how fast, how slow, how moderate your hair grows. Everybody mm-hmm. has a hair growth cycle. Some people might have certain areas in the head um, or on their head where some certain parts grow faster than the other. Some people back might grow faster than the front or somebody's front might grow faster than the back or one mm-hmm. side might grow faster than the other side. I definitely have had a few guests where one side of their hair grew faster than the other. So one side we're doing a haircut and the other side we're doing a trim. But yeah. once they started to kind of get in the groove of things, get a gain a proper regimen of coming to the sun every so often, um, it started to balance out. Their hair growth cycle really started to balance out. And we'll get into um, a few other things that can contribute to your hair growth cycle. Um, but as I wrap up my recommendation for hair to my guests, um, I recommend eight to 10, no, I'm sorry, 10 to 12 weeks. Um, because it really allows my guests to just kind of get their hair cut out the way. It allows them to get the proper amount of split ends, if you must. <laughs> and some guests, they definitely go between the salon and protective styles, such as braids and things of that nature. So most people wear their braid styles for 12 weeks anyways, which is roughly three months. So all I always recommend is that you come in between braid styles to get a treatment and a trim. Um, unless I will only skip the trim unless you have, let's say, taken your braids out the day before, came to me to get a shampoo and a treatment, and then you go in the next day <laughs> or the following week to get your hair uh, rebraided. If you oh, are going to, yeah. because most braiders nowadays, they don't like to braid on freshly cut or trimmed hair, yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> so I try to keep that in mind, but unless um you're gonna have like a mm, a two two and a half week um space in between your next braid service then I'll go in with like just a light trim not even a haircut we'll do that when you're fully ready to wear your hair out um but Mm -hmm. a few factors that contribute to hair growth cycle and things of that nature it's like hair changes all right so Mm. yeah different hair changes so what is that what contributes to that age contributes to hair changes as you get older and mature your body changes which leads to lifestyle changes Um, maybe you started working out um, a little Mm -hmm. bit heavier than you did before maybe you have changed your eating habits so what we know aka your diet Um, maybe Mm -hmm. it's improved maybe you've taken out something or maybe you've gone from a carnivore to a pescatarian to a vegan, you know, mm-hmm. going through those different changes and your yeah. body is trying to adjust. 
um, which leads to hormones. <laughs> hormones can change everything as well. Um, yeah, like just like what is it called? Um, pre pre uh, pre puberty, and then mm-hmm. that's like you start getting a little bit of acne or something's going on. Then puberty yeah. hit, and you full on acne. And even as an adult, you can start to develop adult acne. So mm-hmm. or acne, excuse me. That is a part of your hormones. There's some type of hormonal imbalance or you're producing a little bit more of something inside internally. So that's another story for another day. Um, Pregnancy and pregnancy loss can contribute to hair changes. So I combined the two because during the time, um, no matter which transition is happening, your hair can thrive. It can be the shiniest it's ever been, which is your natural luster. It can be um, the strongest it's ever been. It can even grow mm-hmm. as it can grow a lot. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah, it definitely can grow a lot because now your hormones have doubled because you're carrying, you know, an individual in your womb. Um, and then even, and I included pregnancy loss because even if there's something traumatic that has happened uh, which Mm -hmm. has caused you to lose a child um no matter if it's a chemical or you know however you however that happens um your body still has to go through those changes because you were just carrying a human being so now your body has to go through the development you can still go through postpartum um hair loss pregnant or after pregnancy loss because the body still has to go through all those hormonal changes so all of that yeah all of that sits together um medications definitely medications and I always like to remind people birth control is a form of medication (laughs) Mm. um and that birth control you already know has its own hormonal non-hormonal even though you can choose either one but regardless if it's non-hormonal your body is still going through some type of change because it's trying to recognize the ingredients and the medication that's been prescribed but I don't want to get too deep um that all affects your hair loss you know um it can Mm -hmm. affect like fullness and thinningness it can affect the, the shine um birth control well, well, yeah, it could, but oh, wow. I was speaking in general. I'm sorry. Let me okay, back okay. up more generalized. Um, but yeah, there are some birth controls that could affect the, the fullness and thin- thinningness of the hair as well as the scalp. It can definitely oh. contribute to the scalp. Um, I know for myself, when I tried Depo, the shot, I uh, only mm-hmm. had one. One shot, never do it again. Don't recommend. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I end up getting all of the immediate, all the things that they say you can potentially get, I got. And I was oh, like, wow. yeah, my hair fell out. My skin dried out extremely. And this was years ago. Um, what else happened? My hair fell out. My skin was dry. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Roller coaster of emotions. So with all of that happening, my hair, it showed through my hair. So most people know when you're going out for these jobs now and they do drug tests, they don't just do urine samples anymore. They remove a portion of your hair Mm -hmm. because hair history over time, the hair grows, the longer the hair, the more hair history there is to tell about what what you've been through, what you've been doing. 
Mm. So, little, little FYI for people out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few other things that contribute to hair changes would be product buildup. So I know a lot of mm. us love to just mist down our hair and reapply product every yeah. two, three days. <laughs> no, right. you don't need to do that. All you need to do is just mist your hair down with water. The water will help reactivate the product. There's no need to put more product on top because that, after that, all you're doing is creating a coating um, and hence a build. Yes, it creates buildup. So all you need to do is just mist the hair a little bit with water. Just mist it, not saturate it. Um, also, environmental particles affect your hair um, as far mm. as like the shine, which is the luster. Um, so that can be... If you're walking past somebody, if you're in a highly smoking area, if you must, uh, there's like a lot mm-hmm. of buildup. If you burn your candles and you just blow your candles out, you know, that smoke, it um, it, it rises. Unless mm-hmm. you're in, in the house and you have a home purifier, it minimizes it. But there's a lot of different things, pollen, snow, grass, all the things. That's what I mean by environmental particles. Um, and then postpartum also contributes to hair changes. I kind of mm-hmm. t- touched bases on that already. Um, but yeah, like I said, your hair can be the shiniest, healthiest, strongest, um, double in length and density during and after postpartum um, or during pregnancy and a little bit after. So during your postpartum stage. Um, and then to almost wrap up, kind of leading mm-hmm. us into my doula life so just to mm-hmm. clarify what a doula is a doula is a certified professional who supports a birthing individual and or their families um like if they have other kids and if their spouse has to go back to work after four weeks because most males get up to four weeks some get two some mm-hmm. don't even get none at all um yeah. but they get up to a four-week maternity leave um, and then there's many types of doulas. So you have postpartum doulas, you have birthing doulas, you have full spectrum doulas. Full spectrum mm-hmm. doulas are those that target every area, birthing, postpartum, um, sex, lactation. So yes, there are sex doulas. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, just to kind of, so just to clarify, somebody's like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Just what it sounds like. (laughs) Um, But for this individual, basically help couples kind of get back into the groove of things after birthing. after having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Because typically most women are like, please don't touch me. Um, This is the reason why we're here, because of you. (laughs) Even though it takes two to tango, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's what doulas are. We're more so of a support system. In addition to what you do have, um, or don't have so many doulas have different birthing plans or not birthing plans excuse me payment plans to help mm-hmm. help you and what you need um, but they're very very great and I would definitely highly recommend 10 out of 10 highly recommend everybody get a postpartum doula for after birth because yeah. yes granted you have your mom your aunt uh, their spouse or partner's parent mm-hmm. or auntie and them like all them that had kids um yeah <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes you need that outside person to help just uh reassure you and who doesn't have 
too much of a personal background, you know, um, because yeah. sometimes your family can still be a trigger for you um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a negative sense because they might do something that's getting on your nerves while you're trying to have this baby or after you gave birth and they could be like well we did it like this it's like well okay right. now but I'm doing it like this with my child it came right. out of my body you know yeah. yeah. Um. so sometimes you just need that outside person to help wheel it back in for you Um. and then also your doula can help like help set you up for success post uh, birth as mm-hmm. far as help prepping meals for you because when you have a kid you unfortunately a lot yeah. of pain <laughs> um but yeah so sometimes you just need that support that extra support outside of who knows you personally um just for some reassurance you know and then yeah sometimes you your doula can turn into your friend but just remember that your doula is there to help um get you through and they have a purpose of just help setting you up for success i know for one of my friends, I basically kind of like put myself in the, the position of being her friend, but mainly being her uh, postpartum doula also. Yeah. And it was so funny because the day before, well, I should say hours before she gave birth, I was with her at her mom's house and <laughs> I had asked her mom if she could fix like three pans of plates, I mean, a food for, for them because they were, mm-hmm. you know, preparing to give birth sometime within the next two weeks at that at that point and her mom was Mm -hmm. like she thought it was comical but she understood what I was coming from but she was like you trying to set me up I was like nah she about to have this baby tonight and then (laughs) they were like no don't say that I said well girl from the way it looks for me to you yeah you about to give birth in, <laughs> like tomorrow <laughs> and what do you know lo and behold a few hours later she ended up giving birth and oh wow yeah it's so funny <laughs> it was so funny I was like see I knew the reason why I asked if you'll help prep um some food came yeah. in handy because most yeah. people aren't thinking about that and um I do want to say this before we wrap up Mm-hmm. Is that for families who will inquire about having a doula or who, what you should, or you feel like you can't afford one, what you should mm-hmm. do is put that on your registry. Is mm. somebody help, maybe they can contribute X amount of dollars or they can contribute in some kind of way to help you get a doula. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as for all the family members that always want to come and love on the baby, yeah. what you could do is set more boundaries um mm-hmm. because like most people know nowadays most people do know not to like kiss kids like newborns in their mouth because oh, hence God. herpes you know so yeah you know that's a thing an outbreak and it's a bit yeah. much um I can go on about that but what you could do is within your boundaries that you set for family and friends to come and see you and the baby you can create a train. So if they go or a trade-off, I should say it like that, you should create a trade-off. So basically mm-hmm. what I mean is if they want to come and see you, they need to know, oh, or you need to ask them, can you wash some dishes? Can you load this washer up and wash this yeah. one load of clothes? I mean, you know, there needs to be some type of trade-off because at the yeah. end of the day, everybody wants to see the baby, but it's like, what are you going to do to see the baby? Because I need help yeah. with this <laughs> yeah. baby. Um, so that's definitely two little um, tips I can give you is to add 
a doula to your registry and mm-hmm. to create a trade with family and friends, <laughs> you know? So. That is good. This was like some amazing information. Like I was over here Googling, like, because <laughs> you, you, you told me this months ago, but I uh-huh. just remember Googling like some heat protectant with SPF because I'm mm-hmm. like, man, like I'm blown away by how much can be affected and it how it can affect our hair like, yeah it, i'm just blown away but i also i think that that's a good idea i think i read this article where this lady i think that she paid like 10k for like a doula and a lot of people were coming after oh, her and i, I was know like she, mm-hmm, I know she what's the about, issue with that she like, paid we have six. No idea. oh 6k mm-hmm. well still you know like we have no idea what she went through in her birthing process yeah we have no idea what her medical history is like with postpartum mm-hmm. depression leave that lady alone if she yeah. had it, she paid for it leave her alone yeah and when i say doulas have birthing plan or payment plan excuse me there's yeah. some way you can still afford it. You may not be able to afford the doula mm-hmm. that you want. So definitely do your um your research, have your interviews and consultations. Um, yeah. But there's somebody out there for you. And here's the thing. She had everything mapped out, which will, will work for her. Her doula mm-hmm. is an overnight doula. I know exactly the lady you're talking about. She had an overnight doula. Now, here's the thing with overnight doulas. They get paid more because parents, especially first-time parents, they don't want nobody to go to sleep. Um, because right. they want to yeah. make sure that the baby is alive and thriving, even though they're sleeping. Yeah. You know, yeah. so most overnight doulas do not go to sleep. It's like working at McDonald's at an overnight shift. There's no napping. Oh. Um, so you gonna get paid more? Like you gonna pay me more? Right. I can't go to sleep for eight hours. You gonna pay me more? Like it's right. no, right. there's no right. way. And then I think right. she only came like two or three days um out the week. So. It worked yeah, out. She, that was two or three days. She was able to get a full night's rest. Yeah, she needed it because she knew the rest yeah. of the days it was going to be everything was going to be on her. And it was not to say that she couldn't handle it, but she wanted to. She was doing her preparation for her postpartum, um, just to make sure she can be, you know, full on for her baby. So I don't yeah. think it's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely plan on like. I don't have little people now, but mm-hmm. you know, in the future, if I do have a little person, um, I do plan on doing things a lot differently. I want a water birth, uh, unmedicated, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I just want to be set up for success. And I will yeah. pre-plan and prepare for those things as much as I can, you know. But if Lord say He want me being out hospital i'm gonna be like can i go to atlanta medical lord yeah because, because they have water birth they do they have a level mm-hmm. of a floor i think it's in addition to the birth of floor or it's above or below anywho i'm like can we compromise and he might say yeah and i'm like okay cool we gonna make this thing happen <laughs> yeah so. yeah because the thing that i don't like about that like like that's amazing like mm-hmm. you know i'm definitely because i plan to have more kids i'm definitely um, hiring you for my doula <laughs> but the thing is that when I because I even said my next my next kid or mm-hmm. however many I'm definitely doing a water birth because one of the things that like and not saying if this is your preference and again this is not a podcast for to medical advice please seek right, your own you know. medical provider please but um, as far as for me it was just like you know, when I went to the hospital, I wasn't allowed to eat. I wasn't even mm-hmm. allowed to drink. And I'm like, what type of madness is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to eat food. Like, because by the time I was probably like 
11 hours in all mm-hmm. natural with my son and I just couldn't take it anymore mm-hmm. but I think had I had eaten and drank some more I would have had the strength to continue to handle the contractions mm-hmm. and things like that because I felt like I was kind of forced I'm definitely doing a midwife doula water mm-hmm. birth the whole nine because it's like yeah you know but if you choose to go, some people just prefer to go to the hospital. And that's, that's okay. The personal preference. Yeah, that's totally fine. That's your personal preference. Mm-hmm. But man, this was like amazing. <laughs> like I learned so much. Yeah, well, I'm happy I was able to provide a little bit of information. Sometimes I like see people or I listen to other people who just like really dish out a lot of information. And I'm always like, oh, yeah. I want to be like that. And then sometimes yeah. I have to step back and be like, I am like that in some you are. in some way, you know. Um, yeah. And I'm happy you said also to seek your own medical advice. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, we are not advertising for anything. We just, you know, having a conversation. Right. But yeah. also, um, just to recommend, you do need to be in some type of tier to qualify for certain things. Yes. So yes. if you want to let's just say you already have a little person or you're prepping, you would need to prepare your body. So that means you need to get out there and walk around. Just because you carry yeah. a little person, you can't just be lazy. If you know yeah. you're going to be eating all crazy, you need to get out there and do some exercises. Because yeah. most people, you can do exercises. Okay? So if you yeah, want to yeah. do these things because that's what you want to do and not because it's so glamorized right now, then you mm-hmm. have to put the work in at the end of the day. You got to put the work in. Yeah, 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 a- yeah. Absolutely. I followed. Um, if you guys are not familiar with uh, with um, um, Willie Moore Jr., he hosts one of the gospel mm-hmm. radio shows here. His wife. I followed her last pregnancy, mm-hmm. and I mean, she was a beast. Like yeah. I'm like, she was posting how she was working out throughout her whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. and she would of course post like, "Today was a hard day, but I did this." Yeah. So I'm like, now, of course, it's up to, of course, what your doctor, what your midwife says, of course, mm-hmm. don't push yourself over. But she was healthy enough to do that. And I'm like, man, that's yeah. just so encouraging. Like, but yeah, so, so Tayana, how can people reach out to you? How can they book you? She's in the Atlanta area. So if you're in Atlanta, she's my hairstylist. She's amazing. Oh, um, so if you're in the Atlanta area, definitely. How can people reach you? How can they listen to your podcast? Yeah, so um, you can follow me on social media. I'm mainly on Instagram. Um, you can follow my hair page at the T-H-E artist, A-R-T-I-S-T, <laughs> Tayana mm. J, T-A-Y-A-N-N-A, and then just the letter J, so the artist, Tayana J. And also you can follow my postpartum um doula page on instagram as well at ty the doula that's the at symbol ty ty the t-h-e doula d-o-u-l-a um and my podcast is available also on anchor apple and spotify and it's going to be hairspray comma bobby pins comma salon talk um so hairspray is going to be one word h-a-i-r-s-p r-a-y Bobby Pins is going to be B-O-B-B-Y um, diphen, diphen, <laughs> hyphen or dash <laughs> Pins, P-I-N-S um, and Salon Talk. So Salon Talk is going to be two words, S-A-L-O-N-T-A-L-K. 
So yeah, come yeah. and listen, come book your appointments, and we can talk about it. And then from there, you'll be able to contact me via email, via text, um, for any other questions or consultations you would like to book for. Yes, yes, yes. And I will, if you missed any of that, they will be in the show notes. They'll be in the description. Listen, I'm telling you guys, she's absolutely amazing. I've known her since high school, but she's been my um, stylist um, actually since middle school. Yeah, since middle school. Yeah, since middle school. <laughs> yeah, since middle school. And she's amazing. She's knowledgeable. Um, she's prom. And you guys know, like, some of these beauticians and stylists <laughs> and things like that, they really don't walk you through the process of what they're doing I mean the services are amazing they're consistent I know it's been put in my hair I know it's been done to my hair blah, 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 blah. I mean the whole night is just amazing so definitely if you guys are looking for um, a new stylist in the Atlanta area please check her out just check out her podcast as well and check out her doula services if you are interested in any of that please don't hesitate to reach out to her um, for these and I'll definitely post it thank you so much for joining and for coming on and speaking to us and dropping these knowledge yeah thanks for having me yeah so guys make sure you follow me on instagram at dear single mama podcast also you can follow me um i'm sorry follow my website um www.dearsinglemama.com if you have any topic suggestions that you want to hear about or even if you want to be a potential guest on my show you can reach me at the dear single mama podcast it was such a pleasure thank you guys thank you for joining thank you for listening if you have any feedback if you have any questions feel free to leave a voice message let's communicate back and forth please don't hesitate please don't be afraid I'm not this big non-approachable person (laughs) I promise you I'm very kind so until next time I will see you guys peace all right bye